right. I think I'm good on this one. We good on this two. one. Okay, take two. Take good. two. Take take two. Uh, 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 hi. Uh, 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 I'm so scared. Uh, uh, I know. This is not the first. Oh it's like the first time we've done this. Yeah, I know, right? This is welcome again. Fifty-one. <laughs> welcome again, guys. We're back again for the Cinema Discovery Project. I'm Stephen Billings, and with me, as always, is Mr. Boston. Love, love everything Boston <laughs> himself. Uh, Andrew Cabral. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm back back again. I mean, it feels like we were just here yesterday. Two weeks kind of flew by. It, it does, man. Uh, and with everything that's going on in the world right now, uh, you know, so much on our minds. Um, uh, yeah, it flew by. Um, so, And yeah. what is interesting is that like two weeks ago felt like a different world, world than it yeah. does now. Two weeks ago, uh, things escalated quickly from then, um, which brings us to kind of like an interesting topic this week was kind of like the topic we got a little bit into last week and we didn't think we would have to cover it this fast we didn't think it was gonna we we're gonna have so much it was gonna be so much and we a lot of before we brought it up the idea we thought about it in theory it right. was in theory now it's reality a lot of this stuff and and it's you know gonna be interesting to think about how um, this global pandemic is going to affect the movie industry moving forward. Once, once, hopefully, once this is finally done, um, you know how it's going to affect the business. How they're going to go about business from then on. I mean, who knows? But you know, we're going to get into how this coronavirus is affecting the film industry and uh, things around it. And but, but before we do, we want to start off with some good. Good and bad. Yeah, some other good and bad news. stuff. Positive, well, positivity. Yeah, some positive, uh, some negative, somewhat. But yeah, um, we're gonna start off with um, one of our legends, um, Max von Sydow, uh, passed away. Right. We, um, what, what day was it? It was. Uh, uh, let me look up. Let me look it up. I could tell you it was in the last two weeks. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Max von Sydow. He is um, kind he of. Was, I mean, he's a legend to film people. I don't yeah. think the general public knew who he was, um, or maybe didn't know. They probably have seen him and stuff, but they didn't know who he was. He died on March eighth, twenty twenty. Yeah. So very very, um, recently. Yeah, about he, eleven he, days ago. You know, he's not an actor I was like super um, aware of until I started getting more into Ing- Ingmar Bergman, um, right. and he's he's in tons of his movies. Um, you know, oh, the magician yeah. and, and, you know, of course, Seven Seal and, and yeah, I just, he's a very stoic, yet he could also be very charismatic when he wanted to be. And, uh, of course, more recently, you know, he was in, you know, Star Wars Force Awakens. He had a scene. Um, yeah, he's just a fabulous actor, Swedish actor. Um, yeah, he's an, an amazing actor. And my, if, if you haven't heard of him, I mean, his best work, like Steven said, is in Ingmar Bergman's films, and he was in a lot of them. And I'm trying to find... Yeah, he was in it's several of Ingmar Bergman's films from 1955 uh, through 1972. I wish I could find the number. I mean, I would literally have to go and just go to the box set and count each one. Um, but yeah, he, he was in legendary films. Um, the Magician, like you said, but he was also in um, Seventh Seal... What else? Um, it was uh, what was another film that he was in. Hour of the Wolf was yeah. another Bergman he was in. Uh, Shame is another Bergman film. Um, many, many of those films. Winter Light, which is fantastic. The Virgin Spring, um, Wild Strawberries. Yeah, yeah. He he was. Oh yeah, I forgot he's in that. Yeah, he's an amazing actor, and I mean, he was in some mainstream stuff too. Like Stephen says, he was in Star Wars. He was, wasn't he the villain in? Um, both Masters of the Universe and Flash Gordon. I think he was, or maybe I'm thinking. Shoot, I, yeah, he was in. He was the villain of Flash Gordon. Yes. Yeah, but I yeah. think he may have played Skeletor in the Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph Lundgren, which, of course, everybody. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's That's not, rough. It, it's <laughs> not good. Um, apparently, he did the voice of Vigo the Carpathian in Ghostbusters Two. That's another one where people probably remember. I mean, it wasn't him; just his voice. Hmm. Um. Yeah, he was also in so many films. He has a total of 163 acting credits on IMDb. Um, 
And I think another reason why we're bringing him up is to transition into our next point, which kind of goes hand in hand because a lot of his work is in there, is Criterion did go ahead and announce their June titles. They pushed it by a day or two, but they did make an announcement beforehand that they were still going to to do it. Oh, who I was thinking of on Masters of the Universe was Frank Langella, not Max von Sydow. Frank Langella was Skeletor. Um, That's why I got those two mixed up. But... In terms of Criterion titles, um, Stephen, I know you messaged me first. You were very excited. <laughs> yes, there's some 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 title there's some titles that um, we'd already kind of been aware of, and then some that we've been kind of waiting uh, to finally come back. Uh, come and see is kind of the big one um, yeah. that people have been waiting to be restored and, and brought back to the collection. Um, of course, we're very excited for Portrait of the Lady on Fire. We didn't realize. That the turnaround would be so fast. Um, yeah, they announced it, very, what, a month ago? It's ba- basically, yeah, I mean, basically like a new release, like a real new release, because the movie has basically come out in the U.S. in January. Um, and then, yeah, now it's finally coming out, you know, what in, is on nice, Blu-ray that fast. So What is nice is they're not doing what they're doing with Parasite, where Parasite got a regular Blu-ray release, is going to subsequently get in a 4K release in June, I think, and then at some point, also going to come out on Criterion. Yeah. So it's like it's going to get multiple. Come on, yeah. how many times well, you want us to buy this movie? Of course, I already own it on Blu-ray, but I'll, I'll wait for the Criterion. I won't so, buy uh, another release of it. You know? Yeah. yeah um, just going back to come and see. I I mean, I heard last year that they had done a 4K like a restoration of it or remaster. Yeah, they were doing showings. And, Janice and was they were doing showings. Doing, so yeah. we knew it was coming, and I think they teased it. They teased us with it, but we're also getting another. Um, Buster Keaton film. The I'm Cameraman, excited for this. Yeah, which is really interesting because I don't think there's a Buster Keaton film in the Criterion collection. No, I, I was gonna say I, I think this is the first Buster Keaton, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because I know because um, they got Harold Lloyd and they got Chaplin. you know obviously a lot Chaplin. of Chaplin. Yeah, I don't think uh, I think this is the first Chaplin. Buster Keaton movie. And what is interesting to me is that the Buster Keaton movies have come out in several Blu-ray releases. Um, for year, years ago, Kino Lorber put out a bunch of his films. They put out a whole shorts collection. They put out a whole movie collection. Yeah. They put out individual releases. And then the Cohen Media Group got their hands on the rights and have been putting out um, like these two-pack collections yeah. of of his films. And they're kind of re-releases, but they're... Um, they're remastered, like they look better than the old Kino releases. Yeah, and I've been picking new, up a couple of those. Yeah, there's a new release also coming out um, in the UK from Eureka. It's a three movie box set um, that I actually got. I, it's I ordered it. Hopefully, I'll get it. I don't know when I'll get it uh, with oh, the, all this craziness oh, going Keaton? on. Yeah, it's a Buster Keaton's three movies. Um, the uh, I don't think it, I was going to say the Navigator, but I don't think that's it. Could, um, yeah, give I think me, that that's one of his films. It is one of his films. I don't know if it's in that set though. Okay. Um, just give me a second. But yeah, I mean, I just, can look, I can look it up. Um, yeah, I'm 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 running to it now. It's okay. Uh, but while Stephen's looking that up, uh, there are other releases in the month. There's uh, Tokyo Olympiad, a film by Kanichikawa. I want to see if if I've seen any other Kanichikawa films. But that was um, a, that's a film from the big box set that we already you know been released. Oh, the essential art house. Fifty years of Janice films. Set. He also did an actor's revenge, um, the Burmese harp, uh, fires on the plane, and Maki uh, the Makikoka sisters. Yeah. I haven't seen any of these films, but I've seen them like in the collection, so I'm yeah. aware of them. But I haven't seen any of his films. And there is, uh, like you said, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which coincidentally the night before. I was watching Celine Sciamma's first film, uh, Water Lilies, and I was like, oh, I can't wait for Portrait of a Lady on Fire to get a Blu-ray release. I wonder when that's going to happen. And, and, and the for, next day, you know, it's yeah, coming out June Yeah, 25th. and what's great for me is... is June 23rd. I, I love the movie a lot, but I saw, like, a shitty online, like, stream right. of it. So I haven't even seen it in all its glory yet. No, I haven't. And the cinematography is gorgeous. Like, it's in a... It's a it looks great even movie. on a shitty stream. It really does. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I can only imagine what, a, what it's going to look, look like. It'll look like in, in, in HD. You know, full HD, yeah. But them uh, Buster Keaton um, three films that are in that Eureka set coming out um, are The Navigator, Seven Chances, and Battling Butlers. 
Oh, the Battling Butler. I haven't so seen. There, I don't think I've seen any of those. Yeah, so so that, that I, I ordered that because I I haven't seen a lot of Buster Keaton, though I hear he's no. fantastic. Um, I mean, so. his most famous work I think is The General, which I've seen, yeah. which is fantastic. It's the famous one where he's you know on the train and whatnot. Um, what's amazing about Buster Keaton just like the films have so uh, they're very action heavy. Like he's being physically active like like i said yeah. on top of a train or something like that and it's just like it's all like real stuff t- like it's t- real stunts typically when you talk about buster keaton you talk about how you know so some people of course they are typically argue between him and chaplin is who was the best of that you know harold lloyd kind of is the third man he's like the george harrison i mean like some do prefer harold <laughs> lloyd to both yeah, of them yeah. but anybody everybody's their own i think he's a happy medium but i i think if i I think people typically they look at Chaplin. He's typically more sentimental. He's also a little bit more political sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then, I would say if you compared Keaton to anybody, he's like, I mean, he was like, he's like the Jackie Chan. He's like, I'll do dangerous shit like to entertain you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember in oh, it was Bernardo Bertolucci's film, uh, The Dreamers. They have like a debate about who's better. Like Chaplin, Keaton, and Harold yeah. Lloyd, and that just it just reminds me of that, like what you just said. Yeah. Um, there's also um, an unmarried woman, which is a Paul Mazursky film. Paul Mazursky recently passed away, and there is a. No, I think that's it. For some reason, I thought the Scorsese shorts collection was no, 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 a June that's release. Though, that's May. Yeah. So it's only that was part one, of the two, picture. Three, four, it was in the picture releases. I sent you. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's why. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we also didn't cover the May releases, but that's that's a really yeah. Well, we're not that Eric Ro- that, that Eric Romer sets must buy. I'll say that. Oh, of course. I I mean I've been wanting to get. I, I've known it's out there, but the, then it went out of print. Um, and then I, I used you know, to I used to see it at like a used DVD uh, store, the DVDs, um, yeah. the DVD sets, and I just never bought it because I'm like. He's going to come out on Blu-ray eventually. Well, I've, I've, I've seen, seen them all, a, though. I've seen a lot of his movies. I seen. I got the, the set from Arrow with the, the six, I think it's six movies, or it might be even more than that. He's got a few movies I really love uh, that were in there. And, um, yeah, I'm in, interested to watch these because I hear a lot of great things about these movies. So Yeah, they're all, like, tied. They're not, like, they're not, like, a series of movies, but they're all, like, loosely tied together based on, they're like... They're spiritual sequels. Moral, yeah, they're moral yeah. tales, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like a, like a Canterbury Tales or, a, yeah. you know, Hans Christian Andersen, um, Grimm's Fairy Tales, stuff like that. Obviously, it's not supernatural. It's more... It's What's interesting, it's more... It's human-based, and it's, like, failed romance-based. It's very yeah. interesting how they're all... Would you say together. it's comparable to the Colors trilogy more? Like, thematically... Uh, uh, in in that vein, yes. Uh, although, I don't want to say this, but the Colors trilogy, they're all connected. Sure, yeah. Like, they're, like they're all in this... Uh, I don't want to say it because it kind of ruins it, but I'll just say they're all very connected. You know, They're very <laughs> literally connected. I don't want to say how or don't want to say anything like that because I don't want to ruin it for people. Watch the Colors trilogy, that's all I'll say. Yes. The three Christoph Koslowski. Yeah, Koslowski, his last three films happen to be like... Some of the most amazing work ever. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like he went out it's like, perfectly. It's like, perfectly. It's like Tarantino wishes he could do that. <laughs> wishes. <laughs> He's gonna wish that his last film is great, as great as that. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so good. good. We'll it's a it's into... a good June. It's a good birthday month for you. Yes, it is. My birthday is June seventeenth. So, uh, Portrait of a Lady on a Fire comes out the twenty third. So I'll definitely be pre-ordering I that. Will, I will be, but see, my girlfriend, my fiance's uh, birthday is the twenty fourth of June. Oh, so I will be buying that movie for myself for her <laughs> birthday. Yes, nice, <laughs> nice. Um, I'll, I but I will, we'll... but I'll put it in a present for her, and then I'll just take it back. Oh, nice, yeah, take it back in quotes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, oh, oh! I didn't know you wouldn't like this. Oh, oh shit. I guess never mind. Oh, I'll never mind. I'll it. just bring it back to the store. No problem. But, no uh, problem. But, uh, but let's okay. Move, well, let's, let's move on to the, the main topic. Let's get into I the guess. thing everybody's experiencing in the world right now. Yeah, everyone's talking about it, so I guess we're gonna stay topical. But I mean, I guess we will base it primarily on um, the film industry, the movie world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's you know, because podcast I mean, about. In short, we'll, we'll, really quickly, we'll, we'll t- 
talk about our personal, uh, you know, situations with this because, you know, Andrew, I know you're, you know, you have some underlying pro- health issues, so you're right. very much quarantining yourself inside your your place. Yeah, I have not left my house since March 10th. Yeah. Which was so almost over a little over a week. Um, yeah, about a week and two days. Um, yeah, I guess you could say nine days. And I mean, the only reason I left on March 10th was coincidentally to buy Uncut Gems on Blu-ray. <laughs> this after you left film. the house to get a movie. Yes, <laughs> I left the house to buy a movie, which mm. is, to be honest, what I mostly do anyway. Yeah, I was so going to say you're not I... changing your routine too much. No, no. I mean, I. I I mean, I'm just watching movies like I normally would. I mean, that's kind of what I do anyways. I mean, there's a lot of memes out there saying, you know, oh, so I guess quarantining was what I what my lifestyle was anyway. Yeah. To a certain extent, it was. But yeah, I've been in that, my home since March 10th. And even though I am kind of a super introvert, and to be honest, my only real uh, creative outlet to the world is through social media or through my YouTube channel or this podcast, I mean, I do still feel a little, a little stir crazy, a little sure. antsy just because like you, you not having the option, I think makes you a little, a little, um, uneasy. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it's unfortunately, I, I'm not having that issue because right. I'm literally, ha- I mean, I'm kind of the opposite of Andrew. I have a job where I have to be in the shit. So, um, I work for Pepsi and, you know, as a, as a Pepsi vendor, we have to, and the grocery stores don't close. They're not closing during this thing. They're one of the few things that haven't closed yet. Um, I have to work in these stores. And so I'm kind of, uh, at risk of sorts. So, you know, I, you know, I do the best I can. I wash my hands as, you know, usually after I leave a store, I wash my hands. I try not to touch my face. I use hand sanitizer when I can, um, I don't want to use it all up, you know. I only have so much of it right now, so I um I I try my best to be as cautious and try to you know if I hear somebody cough, try not to go in their direction, uh, you know all the things. And uh, but you know I have to be out there, and you know though it's it, it is a risk, you know I I wouldn't say I have underlying problems, um, but I do have high blood pressure. That would be one right. thing I think it, it could could be a pro- problem. Uh, in this, and we don't know enough about this um, virus to really know how it affects all ages. I know that people assume it's just you know elderly that are having the hardest time with this, but there has been conflicting reports that some younger people have not survived it. I mean, I just read one where a 34 year old died in California over this. So it's not. I think it de- depends on how severe you get it. You know, you can, you know like the flu. I mean, if you get a severe, you know, version of the flu. You can die from the flu. Many people die from the flu. So it just depends on how severe it is. But, you know, back to my personal situation, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. And uh, so far I'm good. Um, and uh, hopefully it stays that way. And hopefully we can try to get this out of our way so we can try to get back to some to some normalcy. Yes, yeah, some um, sense of normalcy. I mean, yeah, for me personally, health-wise, I mean, I've talked about it several times. You know, being a cancer survivor, your body never really gets back to full form you're still always messed up in some way so you're always going to be um, more prone to illnesses and things like that you got to stay away from certain things you got to be more uh, probably uh, vigilant when it comes to taking care of yourself and and what you're exposing yourself to and all that kinds of stuff and that's not just for me it's for kind of everyone who has ever experienced some type of illness or has some type of respiratory um infection or sensitivity or whatever but it's a lot of things are coming to light now where we're realizing that uh there's a lot of vulnerability when it comes to being uh humans that we we weren't i think fully aware of before there's always been a sense of i don't know about aware but i think maybe taking for granted you know uh, yeah it's it's a better way to put it i think i think um specifically america america uh, we take this for granted because I think a lot of the rest of the world, not, not maybe not everywhere, but there's a lot of parts of this world that deal with stuff like this uh, a lot more often than than what's going, you know, in in, in a right. smaller sense. But like other countries have infectious diseases that happen all the time, you know, whether it be Africa or you know, you know, some Asian countries that have things like this happen uh, almost normal, you know, um, because they don't have the resources. Right. Um, this is kind of what we're in right now. We're in a, in, a, in a situation where we don't necessarily know the right steps and we don't have all the resources we need 
and uh, it's catching us off guard. Yeah, um, and I mean, and, not even to go down a whole political loophole or tirade or anything, not even like that, just we're, we're discovering that our systems that have been in place now for a while are not really fully equipped to handle something of this magnitude. And we're seeing the negative effects of that in every um, walk of life, whether it be economically, socially, or anything. We're, we're realizing that uh, it, this thing's affecting everything because the systems we had in place, you know, perhaps weren't the best. Yeah. I mean, uh, specifically, I guess you could say tied in economically would be the movie industry is really... Yeah at a standstill like yeah. it's shut down and i can't remember any point in my lifetime or even throughout movie history where the movie industry completely stopped maybe i would say world war Two, the movie industry literally sure. stopped and you know many actors and actresses um did some type of service when it came to the army some actors died while serving yeah and i mean that's kind of the only real big, big thing that I can remember that would really cripple the the industry in such a way. I mean, but that wasn't even it. that wasn't even yeah. in your lifetime, so you know. No, no. So I was talking like movie history. I'm not that yeah, old. Yeah. Sure, I sure. Mean, <laughs> I mean, there've been there've been writer strikes. Yeah, there's been there've strikes, been there's union been, strikes, yeah. stuff like yeah. that that have been that have slowed things down and stopped things, but never like on this level. I think it like, shows example, you how fragile it can it can yeah. be. You know, we like we, like even during the writer's strike from a few years ago, was it like oh seven, oh eight around that time? You know, there was still movies to be watched in the theater. Now yeah. you can't even go to a theater to watch a movie. Like, yeah, that that's how that's how wild it is. And and we talked about it briefly when we started the episode. I mean, two weeks ago, it was one major movie had pushed several months because of the coronavirus. Now every single big budget movie for the foreseeable future is pretty much pushed yeah. and all productions have stopped and yeah. they're now shutting down theaters and and things are other steps are being taken to like kind of work around things yeah it's uh it's it's basically at this point right now because we don't have enough information you know we don't have enough we don't know you know what kind of there's a lot of predictions but there's no real Knowing until we get like a concrete vaccine that when this could could we could start getting you know back to normal. Um, no, I mean every single day or every couple of days the I think the timeline keeps shifting. Yeah. Like before it was like okay two weeks, then it was like oh a month, and now it's like now we're hearing June. So it's like now we, then, then I saw a thing that said that, you know prepare for almost a year or something like that for this to be affecting us. It, it like keeps getting, you know, but the thing is, is with the way, the way the media is and the way the, um, it, you just don't know what to believe. Oh, I mean, no. I, honestly no. with our look, and I'm not a super political person either, but I'm not a Trump fan either. And it's not, it's more because I think he's, he's not, you know, somebody that instills confidence um, no, no, he's not. He and he's he, he and he's not somebody that's a good, um, I would say, representation for our our country, uh, and on just a very basic level of that he's an asshole. Um, he's not somebody I want talking to other countries. He's not somebody you know because he's a he, you know he, he's just not the so him being at our lead is not something that makes me feel confident that we can get back past this. Swiftly. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go down the whole political road either. We're just like. His level of dealing with situations is um, – how do I put this politically a like in neutral? Um, he's very shaky and unpredictable when right now you really need some sense of stability in yeah. every walk of life. And that's not even a shot at him. That's just a shot at the whole system in general because yeah. there needs to be you know, some stabilizing force to put the pieces back together again. And yeah. we're seeing that they, those those pieces aren't in place. Yeah. And so now we're like scrambling to try to make those pieces out of nowhere. And yeah. it's, it's having a, it's a slow moving time. Um, and getting back to the movie world, um, every movie that what's good. I mean, this, this go this ties directly to us, that two and a half hour video, uh, you know, podcast we did episode, <laughs> yeah. uh, where we where Steven almost passed out towards the end. Yeah. I was like getting, getting there too. 
um, all those release dates that we talked about, all those movies are irrelevant now because none Basically, of those movies yeah. are coming out. Well, nearly all of them aren't. I mean, and, it just depends on when, when we get back, if we get back to normal. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, there, there could be a half half of these mo- the movies we talked about or even the whole year could be just thrown out the window. I mean, let's just think about what there probably won't even be an Oscars this year. There may not be an Oscar season to have an Oscars if they're all going to be pushed or if like they're just going to sandwich all the movies that are many of the movies getting pushed now. They're just going to sandwich them for later to when like things calm down or whatever. And who knows when that's going to be. So we could have like, you know, 100 movies come out in a month. I don't know. Some ridiculous number like that. (laughs) I mean, and it's not only I don't think it's. Only the big budget movies, but those, of course, get all the, those get they get all the main, you know, bu- uh, buzz and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure a lot of smaller movies are going to be pushed as well, because there's going to be nobody to go see them in the theater, and those yep. movies already don't even get big big openings or expositions anyway. So those yeah, are even going to well, get that, less that eyes leads. On them. The, yeah, that leads us to a good transition. So we've already started to see it a little bit. Do we think that? that some other studios are going to follow the suit of Universal and Sony where they've uh, decided to digitally release some of their movies that have recently come out in theaters and ones that um, uh, literally just came out, which Bloodshot is one. Sony's going to put Bloodshot out on digital um, very, like, I think very soon. I think it was next week, maybe. Tomorrow, and, I think tomorrow? To, I is it tomorrow? Um, actually, so I a week, after, it, week after its release. I mean... So, I mean, going it, to, uh, yeah, Bloodshot the twenty fourth, which is okay. So another week, like two weeks out, less than two weeks after it was released from theaters. And then the, um, and Invisible then the Hunt, Man, yeah, yeah, Invisible Man and Hunt from Universal is are gonna and, be, Emma. and Emma, yeah, are all coming out tomorrow, which is the twentieth of March. Yeah, March. Um, and this was something Steve and I have talked about many times, where uh, this could be the future of movie exposition, where where the theater, the theater, the cinemas are gone, and people are just going to watch from their homes. Because we talked about this many times, you know, the positives and negatives of streaming and all that kind of stuff. But for years now, they've been talking about doing this, like releasing new releases at home, and people will pay, you know, the, a premium price for it, like almost yeah. like a pay per view type price, or maybe less. I know now. I think now, when it comes to Invisible Man, Emma, and The Hunt. Is going to be nineteen ninety five to rent it yeah, for forty eight hours, yeah. which is it's um, actually a good price, cheaper than the movie theater. Yeah, I mean, I mean if you if you're going to the movie theater, you got to drive there, so you're spending gas money. Then you get there, and you you might even spend more than ten dollars a ticket, uh, depending on where you live. And then then you you know typically you go in there and you decide you want to get popcorn because it smells so good. Um, and you get, you <laughs> some know, places, yes. So, yeah, some places, yeah. But uh, um, so you end up spending probably close to forty bucks, you know. In a th- yeah, in and, a movie. and if you have a significant other, if you have a family, you're talking like it's loads 80 of bucks, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm completely. I go to the movies by myself, so I spend, and I don't even buy popcorn and soda anymore because it's too damn expensive. The theater I go to typically, I think the tickets like thirteen. In yeah. change, thirteen twenty-five, something like that, and for popcorn and soda, it would probably be at least another twelve to thirteen dollars. So, yeah. if I wanted to do that, we're talking twenty-five bucks versus yeah. nineteen ninety-nine at home or nineteen ninety-five, whatever it's going to be. And you can and you can feed yourself, right? And if you're a family of four or five or six or whatever, nineteen ninety-nine is a lot cheaper than, like you said, eighty bucks or whatever. Yeah, I, and, and so that could be. This could be the wave of the future. Now, like I said, well, I mean, cinemas it, yeah, would I mean, die. <laughs> yeah, cinemas yeah, I mean, it, it's almost a forced, a, fo- a force, uh, you know, you know, Netflix force, you know, it, it just happened to be kind of a, I wouldn't say perfect situation, but for them, but like it's, they forcibly closing the theaters because of a virus, and now they are in such bad financial straits afterwards that they can't reopen. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but, um, I mean, it'll be it, one, like we talked about, it'll be when do things get back to a relative normalcy? When can things open again? Um, when will people go back to the theater, the cinema to feel comfortable enough to go back to the cinema? Yeah. And also, will they have the money to do so? Because 
people are losing their jobs because places. I think are the only honestly, I think. And, and you know, I, I know a little bit about the inside baseball of movie theaters. I used to yeah, work. Yeah, I was at actually going to ask you that because you worked at a cinema. Yeah, so you know, every every stu- the studios make deals with these movie theaters to keep the movies for you know so long at you know and have to be on so many screens. So I, I could see possibly now this this just depends on because because the film industry itself is losing tons of money. Oh. Probably like millions by the day. Um, but also, you know, it just depends on how they go about it because maybe the maybe the industry could make better deals so that the theaters don't have to lose. Like because ultimately, theaters get raped in the ass every time nowadays. That's a, that's they, a harsh way to put it. I know Stephen, it's a harsh but... way to put it, but but the they don't get any. They basically don't make anything off of ticket prices. They don't make anything off the ticket. I was going to like, like like pennies. What? I was like, going to ask like, you what you think the percentage is because you would know a lot better than it's, me. It's like, it's like almost nothing. Like I think they get like 80% of the ticket price. Um, or, I, mean, I mean, the studios get 80% and they get 20%. It, it's it's very small. Um, right. Where, comparably. The, where the cinemas make their money is concessions. It's concessions. That's why they're and, so and, and that's why it's so expensive. Not only because of that, but because the price of the materials is obviously as – Time goes on that the you know it costs more to get the seed and and the you know cooking oil and all that stuff like that. The, the fake so butter. they yeah fed the fake butter and stuff. <laughs> that stuff's so delicious though. It's 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 the best. You can't it's clogging, you can't, clogging like, up my artery, arteries. Have you ever have you ever tried to like 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 equate that at home with popcorn? It's just never the same. Yes, I've tried. I've tried to like like actually melt real butter and try to or, or like you know sometimes you can find it in the store where they're like this is like the good stuff you know and then you try it and you're like it's not the good stuff yeah um, you, you buy like the over red and uh, red and or the pop seek and it says you know movie theater butter yeah and it's, and it's like never, it's the same <laughs> never the dude, same dude we used to make what we called special batches um uh back when i worked at the theater um what we would do is typically when you make a normal batch of popcorn um, you know, you put the you'd, we'd have a cup that would be the right amount of seed to put in, and then we would there would be an automatic. Um, you press this button, and oil would come into the the kennel, and it would be the right amount. It'd automatically be the right amount for just one push. Right. But we would do two pushes. We would do two pushes, so extra oil, and then typically you would only take one cup of popcorn salt to be enough to to salt it, but not be you know overly salty. Right. We would usually put like two or three in there. We would call these special batches, and they would be like super orange, like the the popcorn would be orange and be delicious. Super. I was gonna ask you how did that taste? Uh, oh, it's amazing. Now, would, I mean, it's, the not, oil it's terrible it like for a, you, but it's it's amazing. Yeah. Did it make? Did the extra oil make it extra crunchy, or oh, what was the? Well, no, I mean, it just made it like just more moist. Oh, more, oh, know, softer it, then. Yeah. Softer, like just it just greasier. Just it's no. like eating it's like eating a New York pizza. You know, where it's like greasy and like just amazing compared to like shitty like Little Caesars or something or whatever you want. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's good. I don't know what they're going to do, man. I don't know if there'll be some kind of bailout possibly. Or, They've I mean, been talking I, about that. Yeah. Um, sometimes with big businesses, governments do bailouts and stuff. Um, to, save, I, to save it. To, to help it, save the, the yeah um, because it helps the economy and all that kind of stuff yeah because like a, because the yeah. businesses in our country need to do well um, you know and so they look at it as an as an, as an investment but um, also I think you know I think that this whole thing is also going to make Hollywood think twice about the type of movies they're making oh you um, do you know because if you're forty billion dollars in debt or whatever it will be by the time that you know they can recover try to recover. You got to be like, okay, so let's not make, you know, a bunch of tentpole movies all year. Let's do like what Blumhouse does and makes these small movies that are, you know, make money and and you know, you know, a studio like Blumhouse, you know, can probably recover, you know, because they're already pretty small. Well, yeah, they yeah their their um their budgets are small. Like, um, Invisible, um. Invisible Man was the what, that movie is what ten million dollars to make or something maybe, like that. Maybe and, and it, it was made nothing. it made sh- almost two hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they shot in Australia, which uh, they got all it's kind of cheap. like tax breaks and yeah. 
loans and all that kind of stuff. So they made they made that movie very very cheap. Now you got a movie like Bloodshot, which I think cost like sixty million dollars to make, which kind of blew my mind because there's no way you can have a movie with. Uh, the special effects that that movie needed, and make it for sixty million, and have it look relatively good. It looks pretty. But, I mean, I mean, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the movie it. probably. I, I do kind of want to watch it. Just, I'm just out of curiosity. But Vin Diesel is is a terrible actor. I'm sorry. He, he's he's, <laughs> he's not. He, he's I don't know what he's. I mean, Tell it's you just crap. it's just sad every time I watch him try. It's just it's <laughs> apparently. I mean, I, it's like I it's, it's just like one of the things where it's like a kid wants you know your kids want to do something and you, you know it's stupid, but you're like. Yeah, the kid's having fun. Just let him do it, you know. Like. Well, I mean that that, that does. I mean his biggest friend. I mean he's hurting. He's gonna be hurting now because, uh, um, what's the um, Fast and Furious? Um, what was it Fast and Furious Nine? I forgot. What it was yes, called. the Fast ninth nine. one. I think it was called Fast Nine or whatever. I mean we F9. probably went over this. F <laughs> yeah, Nine. You suck my battleship. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it got pushed a whole year. It got. And that was this is that this is one of the most the biggest pushes in terms of uh, dates. Some have been taken off like the the release date. They just uh, like, entirely kind of not given them. a new one. Yeah, but this was one that was like okay, we're pushing it. We're just going to assume seconds. this is going to take a while. <laughs> yeah, I guess like they were really planning this out, but I think they also realized that this movie needs to come out in a certain window for it to you know make a billion they're dollars okay because these waiting. movies keep making a billion dollars well that, 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 that's also a universal film right yes so, but it's so also you know, maybe it, maybe it, they, they realize with the schedule they have that waiting another year would be okay for fast and the furious and i'm pretty sure that's going to push you know fast 10 or whatever the frick is going to be called to 2022 as opposed to Sure. Or even or whenever it was going to come. Well, out. I mean, they probably would have already started on production this year on that movie if, if it wasn't for this. Virus, Perhaps you know. Perhaps so it really I, I don't puts know in, who's in place because we can't we can't just think in the sense of when a movie might release. We got to think about all the work that it takes to get that movie made before it's released. So and, and, if they're and, not I working, mean, you know, kind of go. I mean, even like, like I don't want to go off too far from what we were talking before, but you know, this just goes to show you that. How far these movies are going to be pushed will, I guess, indicate what about the movie that was supposed to come out next year? Are they still going to come out next year? Are those going to be pushed even further because these movies have to be pushed and therefore those yeah. will have to be pushed? And it's, it's a domino effect. It just keeps, you know, just keeps knocking things down and pushing things farther and farther away. And I know because a lot of movie productions have shut down in the middle of production. Yeah. So when are these going to get picked back up? Whether we'll it's your mission, impo- going to come mission out impossible on time. was in the middle of filming, Batman was in the middle Batman of filming. Batman was in the middle of filming, and um, those movies are supposed to come out next year, I think. Yeah, I know yeah. Batman is. Yeah. I mean, th- th- if this goes on for, as you said, a couple of months or whatever, or however I mean, longer, I, they're it not going to get those like release it's dates. Be more than two months, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. The, plus, these mo- these the, the big budget movies have to have so many months and months and months of post production to get things done. And yeah. if you rush them, they look like crap. To be honest, they We've they, had they a lot of bad. examples of things that have been rushed that end up being crap because they didn't take their time. Yeah, and you notice that, like, oh, this doesn't look finished or this looks like it was slapped together. And, yeah. you, and a lot of those are CGI things with these CGI-heavy I mean, movies. I, I hate to say it, but Star Wars... <laughs> looked like the it recent was rushed. Star- I, I mean, I, I was interesting. It didn't look like it was rushed from an aesthetic perspective. Like the CGI looked like it was all done. Yeah, really yeah. Well. But it's that the story. Play was rushed. <laughs> the, yeah, the story, rushed. the story, the 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 central, the the kind of most important thing of the whole filmmaking process, the script, was a fucking shit show. <laughs> yeah, um, that thing. That thing was rushed. I think about that every single time I think yeah. of that movie. And that's supposed to come out on VOD now. Uh, I think it's already out now. I see it, people, it, it, it might already have a digital, yeah. Yeah, I see yeah. people watching it uh, via on Twitter and whatnot. I know it's getting a Blu-ray release the thirty-first of March or something like that. Um, I mean, I gotta get it. I gotta complete my collection. But I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta get it too to complete my collection. But it, now, with all the stores closing and whatnot, what does that do with, um, like, what does that do for collectors? Well, I can tell you. I mean, like blue. I mean, I, I'm still able to go in Best Buy. I didn't. I mean, Best Buy is not closed. Um, did they did they limit their hours? They, they, they might have changed their hours possibly. Yeah. But I, I went in there on Tuesday, and it 
you know, it was still open. Um, were, were there people still inside? Uh, very few, but they're they're there. Um, then now one of the big things as collectors that's that's uh, kind of a, a hurdle right now. We don't know exactly when it'll be changed. The ideas will be changed or not, but. Um, Amazon's not shipping anything other than essential things for like medical supplies and other other kind of things that are uh, related to the you know fighting the virus. So like our movies, like uh, you know I've had a lot of pre-orders. I don't know if I'm gonna get them shipped out to me. Uh, right. They're all delayed. Um, I did make my indicator um, movies that I did get did get shipped out. Oh, from the UK. So, from the UK, so I will be using uh, wipes on the box when it gets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should probably be wiping down nearly. Yeah, everything now, yeah, something that, is, that comes that from anywhere idea. that I'm I'm not aware of. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, it's just definitely you know for anybody that likes to buy on Amazon, um, it, it's. I mean, you can still get movies and stuff. You think, but you think? I think, but they're going to take a long time to get. It's going to take like, longer to get. To like you. that Amazon Prime that people pay like a hundred and whatever dollars a year for, uh, that's kind of getting thrown in the trash right now because, yeah. like, I could buy a movie right now, but it won't be here till next Wednesday, as opposed to like the two day shipping that you would normally get. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm on Amazon right now just to test it, and it's like, yeah, Wednesday the twenty sixth. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh boy, that's so. Yeah, definitely. De- I mean, definitely it's ba- back to the old days. Arrival, yeah. <laughs> We've been so spoiled by um, free two-day shipping or express shipping and stuff yeah. like that that you know we have to go back to being patient for things, and that's 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 in every. Doesn't phase bother. Of that doesn't. Re- I mean, I can wait. I can wait on something for a week. I mean, it's not a big deal. I just, I'm just hoping things do do actually get shipped out. That's my problem. That's my yeah. thing. Um, and and you know sometimes, you know, this could even delay releases. Maybe because I, there was a few delays on um. You know, we talked about the the set from um, I always forget his name, Jakowski, Jabakowski, the big set. Um, I'm I'm saying his last name wrong. Um, the the this El El Topo. Oh, Jarowski. Jarowski. Um, yeah. He uh his that that set got delayed. Oh. Um, it it got pushed back to like end of June, July. Um, When was that supposed to come out? Uh, I think April. Oh, uh, and they, April. They did push it. Um, so it, I think they say it was because of, um, some, you know, it's all, a lot of times it's licensing of like special features or like, mm-hmm. but I don't know what, I wonder if this was partially affected because of the virus. Cause I mean, I know Criterion's saying that their offices are closed. Yes. Um, and so, you know, getting these releases that have already been announced ready to go might, it might affect that, you know? Yeah. What does it do with? buying directly from them you know which a lot of people do i mean i i i i have to return well i have to not return i got to get like replacement parts i guess i don't know (laughs) from one of my from one of the things i bought from their flash sale and they told me in the email i said they'll be like yeah we're you know we're on like satellite offices now where because our offices are closed so things are going to take much longer than they normally would like they said normally it's like two to three weeks and then they were like now it's going to be much longer yeah. so it's pushing like little small things like that and i mean it's these are not end of the world things but if you're if you're someone who collects on a regular basis or someone who's in the movie sphere um these things are uh, disrupting your life your the normal flow of your I mean, life not only yeah not i mean of course yeah th- these ain't real problems this right. is just you know our this is just something that we love and uh you know this is a film podcast so you know we're going to talk about how it affects that you know whether you you care about it or not but yeah it does definitely affect that and it, you know and of course though though it is our passion it, it also supports the people that that do this thing you know it's their job you know that they, they have a job because we buy their thing and you know? i mean just in general <clears throat> people who like, for example, myself, you, other people, um, they go to the movies every single week, basically. Yeah. Like, every single... Like, I was going... When I was doing reviews for my channel, I would go every single week. 
just to to watch the new a, a new release so yeah. I could do a review for it so I could get it out there. I mean, I I I don't do them. I coincidentally this came around at the time where I stopped doing them. Like I finished you know finished up 2019 and then just like start the start the new year fresh with other content. But people who are still doing that, like big YouTubers and all that kind of stuff, who rely on that uh, for income, like that's their job. I mean, even like for even movie. Uh, like movie critics, people who write, I'm assuming that they can get um, like screeners and, or stuff like that. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if they make screeners this early in the the movie release process because typically those come towards the end of the year when the movies have already been out or it's award season screeners or stuff like yeah. that. But people who are you know middle middle of the road who go who go every week, maybe pay their own money, maybe go to press screenings like our friend Dan. Um, yeah. You know, th- those all got, those all stopped, obviously. Yeah. So those people are also kind of kind of stuck. People who do freelance journalism when it comes to movies and writing like that for the online sites. I mean, I don't know how they're going to be affected by all of this because, you know, maybe those sites don't have the the money or the revenue now because of the the halt in production. So therefore, they don't have any. You know, new. They're not getting any new movie news or anything like that. I mean, so the, yeah, not, the film industry affects clicks. a lot I mean, of. The film there's, industry, there's so many cogs. There's so many yeah, cogs the fil- in the machine. Yeah, it, it, it affects a lot of different, you know, things. The entertainment industry, whether it be the journalists, all the way up to, you know, the the, the top dogs, the film directors, the 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 you know actors, the the executives, even the you know, yeah, even the even the 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 big guys, you know, the producers and stuff like that. They're they're not making. They're losing a lot of money. It also um, probably affects marketing. As well, I didn't oh, even yeah, think of that marketing. because, like, normally right now, would be getting new trailers for stuff that are coming out in the middle or late summer, and now we don't know if those movies are going to come out, so they're probably not releasing so, any. So of many those facets stuff. of filmmaking. I mean, just the key grips, the you know, the you know, the, the you know, the camera, oh. the, the DPs, the all oh, the, the DPs produ- out of work, all the teams. Oh my yeah. goodness! Like, TV. They, they're There's all, that's also TV, not just film. TV. So oh, many yeah, TV, the TV shows. productions all stopped. Yeah. Supernatural so, like, might not get might not finish. We not oh, might not see the end of Supernatural now. What is because yeah because they didn't finish they didn't finish wrapping. They up, didn't finish filming yet. Yeah, we're in mid to late March now, so the TV seasons typically end May ish, like early early May or late April. So I don't know if a lot of these shows were able to finish up their last couple of episodes. So now that pushes the television season further out. Therefore. You know how does that conflict with summer programming, and how does that conflict yeah. with with Emmy with uh, the Emmy nomination um, eligibilities and all that kind of stuff? Um, so yeah, it's every walk of life in the entertainment industry is very negatively affected by this, and we're yeah. only at the beginning stages of it. Like all this stuff has really only happened within like the last, last week weeks. or two. Yeah, but you know, only thing left I'll say. You know, we, we we didn't want to go too crazy on this episode. No, no, we wanted no. to, we didn't, you know, we didn't want to spend a whole episode talking about something negative. I will say one thing that uh, I'll rub in the faces of the people of this world. <laughs> we told you that physical media was the way to go because we're already starting to see effects on. Uh, I've seen some reports about oh, yes. Netflix. Netflix has now lost its. Quality. They had to lower the quality so that the internet won't break down. See, Stephen, this is why. Where <laughs> this is why I keep you around because you yeah, remember yeah. stuff like this. Yes. I just saw this article right before we came on, and it, it's only being affected in Europe, so it's uh, not really hit us yet. But still, Europe is a pretty big place with lots and lots big. of people who are under quarantine right now and dealing with worse situations than us, specifically Italy and that area of the world. But yeah, they, they basically said that. The internet's going to collapse if you don't like do something to um, reduce the streaming rate because it just can't handle the infrastructure yeah. can't handle it because people are stuck inside and they got nothing to do. But so they have just the internet. literally binge. Everybody's binging stuff on Netflix right now. Yeah, and Netflix so, is, for the lack of a better term, is the biggest streaming service probably in the world. Sure. I mean, but there even are even big even, ones, but the, the, yeah, they're one of the big ones. So they're they're having to. Lower their quality of their or their streaming. Lower the quality now. 
what are we lowering it to? Are we going from 1080p to 720p, or are we lowering it from 1080p to, to standard definition? <laughs> I'll tell you this, Stephen. Watching standard definition programming on an HD TV or even an HD tablet doesn't look very good. No. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. look very good. But, it's you know, like, as, there, I say, there as I said, us physical media guys, we don't have no problems. I know we you just kinda, we, we kind of twisted the knife a little bit, ah, but <laughs> ah, you know we just grab that you know that physic that that nice you know rectangular player, you just dust it off, you know keep it you know <laughs> light a queen. candle light a candle, and we just you know go to the shelf we look around at the shelf with our hand on our chin just looking around like hmm, hmm. what do we get today and watch in full HD, no hmm. no with no issues. Unless the power uh, goes unle- out. Yeah, I was going to say, unless the power <laughs> goes out or if, you're, if your player happens to crap out on you or yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Then but, you know, as, 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 you know, as physical media people, we have like three Blu-ray players in the house. Yeah, uh, I've got, yeah, I've got, at least I've got three. two. I got yeah. two hooked up relatively right now. Actually, I got another one. I lied, around. I have four. Oh, I have, damn. I have Xbox One. Oh, yeah. I ha- which is my 4K player. I have uh, PlayStation 4. I have a regular Blu-ray player in the bedroom, and then I have a uh, Regent-free Blu-ray player in my other room. I didn't know you had a PlayStation 4. News to me. Yeah, I got it so I could uh, play the better baseball games. Oh, MLB The Show? Yeah, because all the other systems have shitty baseball games. Um, So I had to get a PlayStation 4 just for that purpose. Yeah, I've got a PS4. I've got 4K player, Blu-ray player. I have my old my old 3D player, which I is not hooked up to anything anymore. Gross. A, I mean, <laughs> the gross. <laughs> <laughs> that thing lasted me for years, though. It's still still was a great it's a great machine. I got to see a lot of things in 3D. Um, I just don't care about 3D. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you, didn't, you didn't give a shit about 3D when it when it was popular. <laughs> let alone now when it's dead again. But yeah, I've got a few players around, so I I, I don't think I'll be worse for the weir for that. No, um, no. Nah, nah. But. Yeah, I mean, even if, even if you're streaming now, we're, we're seeing, I don't want to have this go on for too much longer because we want to cap no, this we off. No, um, we need to wrap it up. One thing we I am noticing is that people are watching a lot of things they probably haven't seen before or, or re-watching things they haven't seen in years, and they're yeah. talking about it. And that's always yeah. kind of cool to see. Yeah. And they're, they're kind of rather civil about it. I haven't seen too many fights breaking out about movies right now. Granted, no. I haven't been really looking for that negativity because... We don't really need that negative. Everything else right is now. negative right now, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um all right. Well, you know, uh we'll we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. Um where can we find you, Andrew? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Capzilla06, as well as my YouTube channel, Capzilla Productions. And you can find me on Facebook, Stephen Billings. You can find me on Instagram at Cinema Discovery Project. Uh, you, you know, I never say this. You can find me on Letterboxd. Uh, I, I put put all the you can see all the stuff I watch on there. Um, That's a Letterboxd reference. Yeah, I know, right? Never talk about Letterboxd. Um, I don't really do reviews. I just you know I watch stuff and then I put star ratings and. Yeah, know. that's where all, that's where all my ratings are. That's where I keep the log. Yeah, of that's where I kind of keep up with what I'm watching. Um, but you know, to leave it on a on the note, you know. Uh, you know, everybody just stay safe out there. Try to, you know, abide to the the rules that the CDC are trying to say, you know, to help us st- stop the spread. You know, you know, wash your hands. You know, you know, try try to if you're sick, try to stay at stay at home. Yeah. Don't don't. Yeah, you, and if you're young, stop going to spring break. Yeah, spring stop break going to Florida and going year. to the beach and acting like fools. Um, like, like care about other people for a change instead of being like, Oh, I'm young. I got to express myself. Like just you can fucking, express yourself online. That's you can express you are. That's what you do all the time. Anyway, is talk online. So just continue to do your thing on your phone, in your bedroom and, you know, help us, can help us contain this bitch. Okay. This virus is a bitch and we got to We got to We got to We got to stop this shit. Um, and we all have to work together. I know it's hard for people to think about other people, but we got to work together to, to get this to, to stop. So, um, so everybody be safe out there. And, uh, hey, I know you will. Keep on watching the movies because that's all you got to do. So, I know I will. Well, good. That's good, Andrew. <laughs>